Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's my show. You might be mocking me or you might be staunchly agreeing with me. I can't tell. I'm mocking you. And the Bulldog. What is Fozzie Bear's role in this production? On WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back. I'll tell you the quick Coach K story, and then I have a question I like that I really am interested in your answer to. Okay. Coach K was, so I mentioned how in my Rochester days, I hosted a show there, 10 to noon, and I got a lot of college basketball coaches on through a, a friend I made at a publishing company, and Beheim, I don't think was that. Beheim retiring or kind of retiring, maybe he doesn't want to, I can't tell, at Syracuse, and my conversation with him, as I just mentioned to Bulldog, in in that conversation, he just completely insulted anybody who'd be listening to a talk show like like mine. Uh, What's your job? Where are you? What are you doing? Was his was his quote. And my producer at the time, Dan Kirkpatrick, Angry Dan, he played that thing every day. I mean, I I wish I could have just hung up on Beheim for after that. You know, you know what? Thanks. I think I'm all set. That's what it. Fifty-one-year-old right. me, after twenty years of this, plus I would do that. Like you don't get to, you don't get to say that. But um, you know, I guess I just didn't handle it that way. But Coach K, so he comes on, and there were I was young. That's my excuse, I guess. There were a lot of different guests. One was Coach K, and he had a book. One was Pat Williams, who was an executive with the Sixers and the Orlando Magic in the nineties. Remember having him on shows. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of a celebrity, you know, yeah. in that job. I'm not sure if he's still around or what, but, you know, you, he was a kind of a gregarious guy who was in the NBA uh, in, in front offices. And when you're going to be interviewing somebody and they have a book, you get, you know, you get a copy of the book and you also get a release. Like you get a piece of paper that has – other people's quotes about the right the some bullet work, points about the book. Bullet like points. Here, if you don't want to read the whole book, you know here here are some things to get you through the interview. Yeah, and I forget the number, but Pat Williams. Part of his story was adoption, and he had something like I don't know the number seventeen kids. I want to mm-hmm. say something like that. It's some insane thing. And when I had Shashevsky on, everything went very well. He, he uses your name. Like, he and I never knew each other, of course, or anything, but he uses your name. He's like, well, Mike, the thing is, you know, we talked about Christian Leitner, I'm sure, and that was really kind of a nice thing. Like, Patino and Jim Calhoun did not. They're, they would have said guys to me. 
You know, like when somebody right. calls in and they're like, hey, guys, and it's just you. Like, they're not even listening. <laughs> right. Or right. guests will sometimes do that. They don't, they don't really care. So I remember Patino was that way and Calhoun was that way. But Krzyzewski was cool. Like, he put a smile on my face. Like, hey, well, Mike, you know, easy thing to do. So I'm all pumped up. Like, this is going so well. He's cool, and this is my favorite. This is the best. This is Coach K. This is the best. This is like 98, maybe. Yeah. And I choked at the end because I confused the the bullet point from oh, Pat Williams' book. Yeah, and I I'm said, sorry. and how do I think this about Mike Krzyzewski? But I go, hey, by the way, Mike, I probably called him Mike. Like, hey, by the way, Mike, did I read you have 17 kids? <laughs> how great is that, right? Like, how great right. is that? It's not hanging up on Terry Pagula, but it's, no, it's, it's bad. It's, it's maybe worse. It's maybe worse. Up on Terry Pagula, I think. No, I, I, the, hanging up on Terry Pagula was completely fine. Yeah, it was if innocent. You wanna, if you want to not be hung up on, say you're Terry Pagula. How about right. that next time? Right. That was completely fine. I have every. Yeah. I've easy. I, it's been always been very easy for me to defend myself on to that. To me, it's not really a mistake. This it's, thing with Shashevsky is a mistake. This thing with Shashevsky <laughs> is bad. Yeah. Why in the hell is this guy in Rochester asking me if I have 17 kids? What? Is this a joke? Is this a prank? Right? Is this been, I've just given this guy 20 minutes of my time. Is this a prank? Am yeah. I on a real show right now? What am I supposed to say? You know, whatever is going through his mind. But I know. I remember what he did. I said, you know, hey, Mike, before you go, is it true you have 17 kids? And he goes, there's a pause because he's going like, what? To himself, I'm sure. Like, what? Mm-hmm. And there's a pause, and after a couple of seconds, he goes, well, you know, we've got uh, the 12 players, and if you include the manager and a couple of trainers, it gets to 17. Yeah, that's about yeah. right. Right. Wow, did he ever do a good he job. He just <laughs> saved me. I guess. He just said, well, you know, yeah. I guess you could. Because that's, he's probably giving me what an honest answer, because why would anybody ask me this? Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's about right. This is a basketball conversation. I got about 17 guys over here, sure. And I don't even, I don't remember if I, like, immediately knew or after. Like, I might have, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I asked you that question. I, I was confusing something I read about someone else. I might have, I might have done that. Yeah, yeah. But I'll always be a fan. Because... Why am I confused? Why am I messing up this thing about his name, somebody's name? Like, they were calling That's Phil Sims. Wrong... Phil Sims, right? And you you made a crack about uh, I call you Boomer, and there was dead silence. Phil Sims <laughs> was calling me Steve, right? Because of Steve Cishan, our producer, right? And he did it once, and I'm like, I'm not going to correct him. Right. He did it a second time. I'm thinking about like, do I need to say something? Because you know, this is another guy who's using your name, like that's a friendly right. gesture, it's complimentary, yeah, right. And he says Steve the third time, and he finished his answer. I said, Phil, I'm so sorry to do this, but I, my name is Mike. Steve is the guy who called you that put you on the air. And he's like, I'm sorry, Mike. You know, very sweet and apologetic. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, can I? And he said something like, can I call you Steve? To be funny. And yeah. I said, sure, can I call you Boomer? Right. And he hated that. Right. <laughs> he was not amused by that. Such a great, such a great line, though. It's so good. That's the one. Okay. That's how I get into the most trouble in my life is when I, like, I can't help it. It's now such a good I've line. Got, now I've got these stories. I, I think the next time any one of these three come up, eh, well, no. I'm not putting my name on that. I, <laughs> I might have to tell them again, you're saying. You might have to. It's fine. I hope, I'm sure people who've even heard them before enjoy hearing them. I've heard them all before, and I enjoy hearing them, so no harm. But. I did have, 
I'm sorry that this is like story time with Mike, but I did have a couple of really nice exchanges with Bayheim. Like, I don't, it's been so long, I'm not even really qualified to, to talk on him, to speak on him, but like, he didn't seem like a terrible guy to me, but man, just it, with the media and stuff, he just did not care at all. Like, he, he he hated it. I think the news just, conference setting was yeah. He oh, it it's uncomfortable, adversarial, and yeah, yeah, pained. It's just I can't even watch it. Yeah, you know some of these, um, and I was in some of those those press conferences. But I did. He there was a dinner in Buffalo with him. This is like right when I started here. I think that I was MC for, and he was fine. And I remember it was also a luncheon I was at with him in Rochester, and. He told a story about, there's like a bunch of us. He told a story about how Ronnie Cycli, remember Ronnie Cycli? Mm-hmm. Sure. Played for the Heat. He was good. He was great at Syracuse. He, he was talking about like the, the effort they put into recruiting. And he's like, you know, you do all these things to try to do the best job. All You go to all ends of the world to just put the best team on the floor you can find. And then one day you're sitting in your office and there's a knock at the door and you answer the door and it's Ronnie Cycli and he says, can I play for you? That's how he got Ronnie Cycli. He was <laughs> out of Greece. He was from Greece. And he just knocked on his door and said, I want to play for Syracuse. And Bam probably was like, okay. You know, like <laughs> just a random thing. And so from that, I think I asked him in this luncheon setting, I asked him, was there ever a recruit or a player, like he goes back a long time. He was, there, he was coaching there 47 years. My God, yeah. And was there ever a guy that you thought, no way was this going to, just you didn't even give a second thought to it. Like, no way does this guy have a, have a chance. But he became a great player. Really, the question's better the other way around. Like, who's somebody who was a great basketball player that you couldn't believe it, that he was great, you know? Mm-hmm. And he named somebody who's been in this room. Ooh. I'm at the studio, by the way. Dominique Wilkins? Rick Barry. Okay. Like the only other guy it could be, right? There's been right. two basketball <laughs> players ever to be in this room. No, Rick Barry. He said he couldn't believe, and I don't know, like Barry's already in, he's already a pro in Bayheim. Barry's older than Bayheim. Right. But like he yeah. just, he went on about like just the guy, whatever he was, he was just awkward and. Maybe he wasn't like thick enough or something. I, I forget what his explanation was, mm. but I remember him saying that. Couldn't believe that Barry was a great became a great player. Underhand free throws, right? The underhand free throws. You know, the time we have left here does not do justice you, you, to this no, question. I was just going to say, the, why don't you save your question? Because I, I want to m- mention this. I tweeted about it earlier. Ha- have you have you looked at the the golf series on Netflix yet at all? No. I, well, I watched the preview, okay. the trailer. I watched the trailer. Yeah. I I watched it, it just I don't know you know everybody's different. I watched the first episode of it um, as we were leaving town last like Saturday before last, and I hated the first episode of it. Like it it just did. It was all about Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, and my review of the episode would be. Rich guys who are good at golf fly on private planes. Like, that's what the whole, it was like 45 minutes of them just, it, it just felt gross. And it's, it, and I don't even know why, because like F1, like that's all elite, super rich, wealthy, and, but it, it works. Maybe it's a lack of familiarity with the subject matter. But anyway, it really bugged me. 
And so much so I didn't watch another episode of it until I got back on an airplane <laughs> on Monday. And I'm so glad that I did because from episode two to the end, which I just did today, there's eight episodes, I just thought it was fantastic. I mean, it really, hmm. really was compelling. The Some of the stories about the lesser-known people on the tour. Maybe that was my problem. I, I know too much about Thomas and Spieth already. Mm-hmm. So you want to tell me about Joel Dahman um, and even Tony Finau, who I know is a big star and, and you know one of the you know, top 20 players in the world or something. But it's not like a guy that I've read lots of profiles on or watched lots of, you know, profiles on, on during golf tournaments. And some of the stories on these guys are just really compelling. And I just thought it was fantastically done. And, and I was I was very close to just throwing it aside. I had lots of other stuff saved up that I downloaded. That I didn't even need Wi-Fi to watch. And I thought, oh, let me just try again. And I think the second episode was all about Brooks Kepka and how he was just scuffling. And it was really – I mean, he, he let you in. Before he started to win or, like, after? No, after. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, before okay. he joined Liv. Okay. And, like, you know, here's he shows up and wins those four majors, like, you know, pretty quickly. Yep. And then it's a dry spell. And, I mean, he was – in this episode, Mike, he's a mess. Like he just like, I don't know if I'm. I don't think I'm ever gonna get it back. Like like that. Like that's how we. I, I don't think that's an exact quote, but yep. that's how it sounds. And I'm just watching it, going, "Wow, like this is." I have no idea watching you in golf tournaments that you are having this struggle for the last year or more. But he's just. He, it, it was. It, it was really compelling television. So, um, you know, if you're into golf casually even, I would highly recommend the show. I mean, it really and, – and if you get put off by the first episode or if you love the first episode, whatever, stay with it because uh, that first episode for me was very tough, but then the rest of it I was really glad that I, I watched. The yeah. Dahman thing, like, I, don't, I, I knew nothing about this guy. Um, maybe I'd seen his name on a leaderboard or something, or, you know, over the course of these years we've been doing these majors bets, but – the, the, the takeaway quote from him, I don't want to spoil too much here, but is somebody's got to be the 70th ranked golfer in the world. It might as well be me. Like That's <laughs> that's him. And I'm just like, wow, that's my dude. Like You are. It's awesome. So um, really well done, Joe, I, I would say. I mean, I know we're getting sort of saturated with these, you know, behind-the-scenes documentaries. You know, I think the F1 show and how it catapulted Formula One – into a more, you know, more prime spot in the sporting consciousness of, of America is why, like, you know, sports leagues are committing to pumping these things out and why Netflix wants to do it. There's a tennis one, too. There's a tennis one, too. I haven't seen that yet. So you might just sort of be like, okay, enough of this, you know. But I, I really highly recommend the golf one. The players this, this week, tomorrow. Yes, I know. I felt fe- like may- maybe we should have bet it. Max, you already did. Max already, Homa. Already did. Yes. Maybe we, I've thought before, maybe we should include the players in our golf majors bet, but it's not a major. It's not so a major. Can't force Can't be that. called the majors bet. Just like people, when I tweeted last week or whenever, the last four players the Bills have picked in the first round who play offense, had several people tell me, you left out Stephon Diggs or you forgot. I'm like, no, I didn't. That's always a fun conversation. <laughs> right. Right. No, I didn't. He was not a first-round pick by the Bills. He was, a, yes, I 
believe me, believe me when I tell you, I do know how he was acquired, but he was not a first round pick by the Bills, so he's not on this list. No, but you forgot him. No, not really. So Homa, yeah, I'm on Homa. Yeah. By the way, the last four uh, Bills offensive players picked in the first round are Allen, Watkins, EJ, and Spiller. Wow. 2009 is four first-round picks ago, offensive players. That's a long time. It is. You know, that was that was the point, actually. Yeah. Well, you know, they didn't have a pick that year. They got digs. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And no one remembers what happened to that pick. They used it on Diggs. And, and did you know that the Vikings used that pick on Justin Jefferson? Because you know who didn't know that? Chris Collinsworth. Right. Like, what? <laughs> I would okay. like I would like to know who the Bills would have picked, but I I don't. Yeah. Well. It's easy to say Jefferson, but. Right. Right. Why did the Eagles pick Jefferson the pick before? They're a sharp organization. They didn't pick him the pick before. They picked Jalen Rager. Yeah, and Minnesota laughed. Minnesota laughed at him yeah. in that draft room they had. So who knows? I, I don't know what the Bills would have picked. I guess I want to say they would have picked defense, but maybe, you know, they needed receiver. Really interesting year for, for this. Draft is still, well, Chris Trapasso told us, 50 days away. Um, a lot of different ways it could go. Maybe that's always true, but a lot of different ways it could go. And speaking of the draft, we talked today with Mark Schofield, about the combine, quarterbacks, top of the draft, the Bills, also the Lamar Jackson situation. We'll have that for you coming up next. Mike Schoep and the Bulldogs. Sabres home to Dallas tomorrow night. We'll be here for it. This is WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.